All right, all right. Hey, look, again, we're so excited to be together today um, at, with Church at Home, Church at Home, doing things differently. But I'm going to tell you, I want to encourage you, it's working. And we are, are getting um, connected with people virtually in, in a variety of ways through our services like this one here today, through our small groups. And we're also, as a church, uh, we've been able to really connect and network with uh, local ministries along the greater Gulf Coast. And we're looking for new opportunities and we're, we're being able to reach out to relationships that, that we have had for years and then to begin to establish some new relationships. And because Northwood Church is very generous, and I'm talking about the people of Northwood Church, and, and uh, we are giving church, and we understand uh, the investment that we're making in the kingdom of God, spreading the good news of Jesus and the care that we're able to give into the local community. Um, we have been. We've been actually leveraging our missions and, and going out into the community. This past week, Actually, we were able to purchase and deliver uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich meals uh, to the emergency department of Garden Park Medical Center. And just to bless them there. If you're watching here today, uh, we so appreciate all of you at Garden Park Medical Center and all of our first responders, medical personnel. And uh, those of you that we were able to reach out and bring you meals, we, we genuinely love you. And we are so excited. We got to just bless you just in that one way this week week. Also this week, um, we were able to reach out to the Lord's My Help in Ocean Springs. It's a ministry that we have partnered with now for some time. And uh, we had a team uh, to, to go out to the Lord is My Help and actually help unload uh, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of food uh, from the 12 Baskets Food Bank uh, at the Lord's My Help and also deliver some food there for them and just to be able to invest, to be a part of what they're doing, blessing the community of Ocean Springs and, uh, and, and so many lives with that. And so Northwood loves to be a part of ministries that are doing the work of Jesus in the local communities. And so uh, just, just, just so grateful for ministries like the Lord's My Help and the team there. And so um, if you are a part of Northwood or you would like to be a part by giving to Northwood Church, there's actually two ways to give. And many of you already know this, but for those of you that might be new, um, you can, number one, you can, of course, mail, snail mail, right? Uh, mail your check or your payment into uh, the church here at 14281 O'Neill Road in Gulfport, Mississippi, 39503. Or you can do like so many and give online, northwood.church slash giving. And that's where you can tithe, you can give offerings, you can designate and, and, and invest in the work of the church in the local community, which, which is so, so important. And so again, thank you, Northwood Church, for being so very, very faithful uh, to, to God and to the kingdom and to the local church and enables us to truly, to truly give. And so, hey, look, we are getting ready to jump into our message portion of the service here today. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I know I told you guys to grab a pen and paper. Uh, you're going to want to take notes today. You're going to want to make some, some notes because this, this is going to be so, so practical uh, and so rich. Uh, our pastor, Pastor Jordan, was able to sit down a via Zoom call uh, with Andy Yarborough out of Baton Rouge, uh, the, the, the well clinic there, and, uh, and pick his brain concerning uh, this season of life that we're in. And uh, I, just, I just cannot wait. It's going to be so helpful. So are you ready? Let's jump in. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, today, I have the honor of talking to Dr. Andy Yarborough. Uh, many of you actually you probably remember him. He's, he's spoken at the church a couple times. And, um, and so we thought that it would be great this week to bring him in and uh, or bring him on, however you look at it, and uh, kind of talk through some ideas um, of sort of what's going on during the season. Um, obviously, you know, we, we're, we're, we got a lot of moving parts happening in life. And um, but the, the conversation about you know, what's going on inside of our minds and our hearts uh, emotionally, uh, it needs to be talked about. And so, so Dr. Andy, why don't you kind of give us a heads up about who you are, where you come from, and, and uh, we'll get the conversation going. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Uh, been thinking about you, praying for you guys. I know we've touched base, but I, um, yeah, so my name's Andy Yarbrough. I'm a clinical psychologist. Uh, we own the Well Clinic in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Go Tigers. Uh, man, we're, yeah, go Tigers. So, yeah, I, I think we're, we're feeling this just like everybody else on the planet. Um, 
just a lot of uh, business stuff, and we can talk more about that. But also just a lot of time trying to uh, hang out with our family. My wife and I, Melody, we've been married almost 18 years. We have three kids, um, 11, 9, and 6, and they have been rolling school at home, all of, all of that stuff. So I know you guys are, um, like you said, you, you mentioned you guys are actually, I mean, you're, you're hustling, you know, like things have actually ramped up for you guys given all that's going on, right? Yeah, we, man, we, so we do a lot of in-person work, but we also do a lot of coaching. But when you, when you switch your practice to a telehealth service, there's, there are things that have to be in place for HIPAA, compliance, all sorts of stuff. And so, man, we have, for the most part, made that transition uh, successfully. So we're still seeing people in office. We're seeing people online. I'm still teaching um, with where, where I teach. There's, but a lot of that's Zoom now. Yeah. So, man, yeah, we, we, we ramped it up. Um, in fact, I brought on another psychologist, another family psychiatric nurse practitioner. Wow. We, we've added some uh, front office team support through all this just to do our part to help keep people out of our emergency departments um, and, and do our mission of guiding people into hope, wellness, and life. So it sounds like your family life is very similar to where a lot of us, our, our lives are at, um, you know, on the home front. And so, uh, yeah, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about, um, you know, uh, those different dynamics, talk about our uh, our norms and, and how they're off and what that kind of does to us as people. You know, uh, uh, one thing that I was kind of referring to a few weeks ago was the fact that, you know, uh, this time doesn't necessarily create new problems in us, in our marriages, in our relationships. It kind of seems like it, it more just exposes the problems that are already there. Um, yeah. You know, because you, you just talked about it, man. I, I'm ready to go yeah, out to eat, go do something. Sometimes we might sort of cover up those problems by getting out and sort of numbing those 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 times. And yes. we can't get away from it right now, right? And so... You know, I guess from your perspective, kind of your conversations around um, where people are at and, and kind of what you're sensing with those norms being, being uh, uh, you know, changed, uh, where people are at, you know, with, with the problems that are already underlying, they're coming to the surface. You know, kind of what is that looking like from your perspective uh, in regards to not necessarily creating new problems, but it's just really exposing the old ones? Yeah. So, man... So my doctoral degree, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, so I just want to say that out loud before I say what I'm about to say. <laughs> but we, we're not exactly sure what the numbers are in terms of coronavirus actually being the cause of death versus coronavirus being a complicating factor to pre-existing conditions. Right. And I, I think – so. It's not that you necessarily, again, I'm not a medical doctor, but it's not that you necessarily die from coronavirus per se. It's the complications associated with it, with it if you're high risk. And I think this, so while that's true physically, I think the same is true psychologically. That's great. Relationally, spiritually, financially. If we were already high risk in these seasons and we are feeling the pressure that the virus, this pandemic has put on us as a people, it's the pressure that causes whatever is in us to come out. And I think the same way that coronavirus is impacting us physically, we're actually seeing the results of it impact us emotionally, relationally, spiritually, and all these other areas of our life. A lot of times people are like, I, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then one thing changes and then all of a sudden those things come back to the surface and they feel like, man, I don't yeah. know why I was, I was over that. It's like, well, you know, over that, right? <laughs> yeah. You're not really over it uh, ever, but it really it, it's not about it all of a sudden becoming something that came out of nowhere. It's, it's just, it's been there. A lot of times when I hear people, people say I'm over that, for me, that often indicates something roughly to the reality of I'm ignoring that. Wow. Because what we actually want to do is go through things not get over them or around them or away from them, but go through them because it's going through something like again with coronavirus going through, it produces antibodies. Yeah. And as we go through things, there's something in us psychologically, there's something in us relationally, spiritually that changes and we actually grow as we go through things. 
No, that's great. Um, it, yeah. it, you build resistance. You build strength. Uh, it, it's in the, we, we understand it when it comes to exercise and you know weightlifting or whatever the case is, going through that, that no pain, no gain, right? Right. Um, we, we get it, but when it comes to internally, we, we do. We want to avoid go around take the, the the path of least resistance isn't always the the best route no it's not what are what are some of the responses again that you're seeing with people to this time uh what's their you know what everybody's i guess got their their go-to way of of uh you know uh, feeling okay right yeah. <laughs> yeah well man i think responses are all over the place and for me, there's a couple kinds. There's the initial reaction, right? But then there's often what we do to handle that reaction. And I, I, I would prefer in my own life, what I want to see happen is I would like to see a response rather than a reaction because reactions are often associated to the chaos, the uncertainty out of the fear. Responses are rooted in an observation of the reality of what's going on around us but responses are rooted in faith. I know you guys had a message on faith over fear. Yeah. The re- responses are rooted in faith. Responses are rooted in identity, in mission, in core values, in my goals. I'm able to take a step back and there's a flexibility in a response versus the automaticity of a reaction. Yeah. And reactions sometimes can just make things worse. And I, I think a lot of the reactionary aspects are the numbing that you mentioned. Yeah. Things that we do to just numb out, to um, not have to think or engage or grow. And so, I, I, which is, by the way, a trauma response. Mm-hmm. And so, there's no, there's, I'm not judging people by any means when I say that. But it, I am making a judgment sometimes about the health of that. Because what happens is in a trauma response, when we numb out, what we're trying to do is survive. And this is a, this is a cultural trauma. There's no doubt about it. And I, I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but a trauma is anything that impacts our ability or the way that we see the world or our worldview and shatters the stability of our physical, psychological, relational, and or spiritual health. And I think that's why you, you see the, the broad ranges of responses that you see is because the impact of trauma and what it has on us, but is, is, is uh, impacting people in so many different ways. But um I think if we're able to use this as a mirror, this can be so helpful for us in the season where we accept not just the positive, but we acknowledge the the struggle and we take responsibility for it. We give it to the Lord and we, we grow through it. So you you talk about social distancing and, and I think that's something that needs to be talked about too is um, what are, this is weird. It's a weird time. You know, whenever we separate and we're socially distancing, some people, again, you got introverts, extroverts, some people being by themselves fills them with energy. Uh, You know, some people being around a lot of people fills them with energy, you know, that whole conversation. But whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, I don't, I don't feel personally that any of us are built for complete isolation. We're not. So totally agree. What is the, what's going on inside of us when we're completely isolated? I mean, what are the, what's the negatives that can come out of this type of, uh, I guess, habit of living? Yeah. Isolation is one of the four deep existential fears. Wow. None of us actually at the core level want to be alone. Now you can talk about extroverts and introverts at a personality level. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to be more of an introvert. But we all absolutely need relationships. In fact, one of the things that we realize with social isolation um, is that uh, social isolation and being isolated for long periods of time can impact your physical health, like smoking several packs of cigarettes a day. Really? It has that kind of a negative impact on our body to be, social, to be socially isolated from people. And it's related to an, um, a decreased immune health. So the more that we're actually socially isol- socially isolated, it's come out there in a minute. Um, over time, it 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 increases our susceptibility to illness, which is something we don't want right now. Yep. Um, being connected to people in healthy ways builds positive emotion, um, builds a sense of connectedness, which we need. We're created for that. 
uh, all, all sorts of things that Im- help improve or are related to an improved immunity, we, we abs- absolutely need it. Well, all right. So we're talking about the season that we're in, uh, the different dynamics that are going on. Um, speak, to, speak to us parents with our kids because uh, one thing that I've personally seen with my own, you know, with, with Ariana, Elon's just totally clueless. She's just having a good time. She likes the fact that we're all home all the time. She's, it's a party right. every day. What kind of, I guess, um, uh, tips can you give us of how to lead our kids in, through this season? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start. It's not going to sound like I'm answering your question. Okay. In order to parent well, we have to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So we all need healthy rhythms of life because these rhythms, spiritual health rhythms, scripture, prayer, community, and not just talking to God, but learning how to hear God speak to us, physical health rhythms, uh, 12 minutes of some kind of cardiovascular or hit exercise a week can be helpful, unbelievably helpful. And we know that cardiovascular exercise over time can help decrease symptoms of depression. Um, I mean, just fit rhythms of physical health and sleep, nutrition, emotional maturity, being able to regulate our own emotions, um, at relational health, connection, vocational health, where we're not working all hours of the day and night, like all of these rhythms are so important because in times of trauma, we have to do something that helps us establish a sense of stability in our own lives. Without that stability, we cannot grow and we are going to have a very difficult time connecting to the people around us because these rhythms are a form of self-care and self-care to the world is idolatry, right? Because it's a self above everything else. Mm -hmm. But to the Christian, self-care is stewardship. Yeah. Self-care is an act of worship. We're stewarding this vessel that God's given us through these healthy rhythms of life. And as we do that, we're able to self-regulate. And the self-regulation piece is really important because if we aren't regulating our experiences, we're not able to validate the experiences of our children. Kids, especially younger kids, look at our affect, which is the emotional tone on our face and they mirror it so if if i'm like smiling <laughs> all right it took you it took, it took me a second. seconds <laughs> but eventually i'm like you're you're smiling to me i gotta smile back yeah. right <laughs> yeah like andy is an idiot what is he doing <laughs> this is a w- awkward moment but yeah this I'm is gonna mir- what i'm gonna mirror it i'm gonna keep it awkward <laughs> so uh, uh, the majority of the people watching this right now are probably at least smiling by now. Yeah. That's called mirroring. And that, that physical mirroring and the muscles in our face have an impact on us neurologically. And that impact neurologically has an impact on us emotionally. The kids are picking up on that. So practicing rhythms that help establish self-care stewardship and worship help us regulate. And what happens is neurologically something as simple as breathing that mindfulness, paying attention to your body and prayer uh, moves the functioning in your brain from the subcortical parts of our brain that are the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's the reaction response mm-hmm. to our prefrontal cortex, which is the, uh, the response that we're looking for because the prefrontal cortex increases our ability to think critically. It increases perspective. It increases judgment, awareness of what's going on in the moment. It broadens so we see the big picture. Yeah. So if we're able to regulate ourselves, we can validate our kids' emotion. Yeah. Our kids are going to be upset. And saying things like, well, you know, people are losing stuff. You know, people are losing yeah. their lives. Stop complaining about your graduation. Stop complaining about, yeah. you know, your toys. Stop complaining about, and it's like, well, it really doesn't matter what we've lost. We've got to, if we want to have a healthy family We've got to, and if we want to be healthy, we've got to validate the emotion. Comparison will sabotage our ability to go through something. And if we invalidate our kids being upset because they didn't get a particular card in the mail or they didn't, or they lose out on an opportunity to go to a birthday party or that what we're teaching our kids are your emotions aren't important. Yeah. And we're not helping them steward and learn how to manage emotion effectively to mature emotionally. And so I know that's a long answer, but it's like, okay, 
we've got have healthy rhythms of life to practice self-care, to be able to self-regulate. The breathing is one way I gave you. Mm-hmm. So that as I self-regulate, I can validate my kids' emotions, I can love on them, and I can help them navigate that more effectively. And so you've got all of that happening. Here's a second simple way to help. Schedule. A parent, one of a parent's best friends is schedule. And there's a few things that you want to schedule daily and weekly. You want to schedule fun. It, it doesn't matter how old your kid is. Schedule mm-hmm. fun. It's funny you said fun. Literally last night we're at the ta- we're at the dining room table and Ariana was um, she was kind of like upset about something and I was like so like you know what do you, what do you want or what's going on? She's like I just want to have fun. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it literally just happened. So tell her, tell her Doctor Doctor Andy agrees <laughs> with her. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but you want to schedule fun. Um, even in our own lives, that's really really important. Pleasure is one of the core aspects of well being. Um, psychological well-being, maybe reading or reading books to them, doing things that are really important. We forget that fun increases our capacity to be creative. And then learning, um, fun helps with that learning process. So if you're scheduling school, schedule learning opportunities, schedule exercise. We totally forget about exercise sometimes in this whole process, especially with kids. Kids need to be burning that energy. Fun, learning, educational part exercise schedule rest and alone time mm-hmm. for everybody's sanity where everybody yeah. goes and they have their alone time and they can do whatever and be sure you're scheduling connection. Yeah. And for us, we need schedule too. Like you're, you're scheduling invocation into that um, yeah. learning and growth times into that. If, if, especially if you lost your job, man, in these seasons of people losing their jobs, that's a huge loss. And that loss can be overwhelming, but there are opportunities even in the loss to go through it, to hear God speak to you, to go through this. And man, so many opportunities and rhythm, self-care, help us parent well and be prepared to move into this next season in, in, in healthy ways. You know, one thing is um, uh, young people, like you talk about the prefrontal frontal cortex, how that's not, it's not uh, developed until I believe the age of 25, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah, you're so, right. In that you're, you know, think about how much we're forming their their thinking faculties of how they engage in these times. We're going through a pandemic, and we're literally setting the tone for our kids of how they will encounter uh, uh, things in the future that might happen, uh, whether yeah. it's you know government or war or whatever. It's like this mentality of, yeah, this is tough, but you know what, we're gonna make it. You know what, we're yes. gonna we're gonna overcome this. We're not gonna you know, live in fear. Although there's some scary things, it's, you're, you're helping them process through those emotions. And uh, so if you panic, if you freak out, you're teaching your kids to panic and freak out. Yeah. And let me say this, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. A kingdom perspective is a perspective of long suffering, mercy, and grace. If you've not been doing this well, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Like there's, there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's strength, and we're able to just hit a reset button and keep rolling. So be encouraged. Wherever you are in this, be encouraged. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned loss, and I, I think this is something that's, that's worth some time. Is um, One of the things I, w- I was kind of processing through a few weeks ago was how this, in a lot of ways for a lot of people, it's almost like stages of grief, if you will. Obviously, there's some people that have walked through extreme loss in their life, and so this is nothing in comparison. You know, uh, it's like, yeah. man, whatever. But it still is for, for everybody. It's a similar emotion or a similar journey. Uh, I don't know. Speak to that. Does that connect with you? Does it, does it kind of make sense? Uh, how, should we, how should we walk through that in this time? Yeah, I love the way you, you frame that question because I think that's our typical response is this isn't that big of a deal or people haven't lost what I've lost, so they should just be quiet kind of thing. And grief, grief is just the emotional impact of loss. Notice I didn't qualify that. Yeah. And a lot of times what happens is we will feel like, oh, I haven't lost as much as this person or I've lost more than this person. And we end up comparing our grief. Um, 
I think we just need to validate our grief because as we, as we acknowledge, this is what I have lost. This is what I've lost. What happens is we're able to walk through the healing of that loss, whatever it is. We're able to rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep because we're not yeah. comparing ourselves. And it sets us free to grow through that grief. Um, and what I would say is um, about weathering grief is grief comes in waves. Whatever that loss is, it comes in waves. And if you, you've ever tried to stand against a wave and it, pow, it smacks you, it, it can hurt. Yeah. And what happens is we just get hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered. And when that happens, grief has the potential to turn into something darker. But if we can, as the wave comes, if we can dive into the wave, yes, we are submerged in it. It is all around us. But when we come up on the other side, we are not destroyed by it. Wow. We allow the emotion to watch over us. We don't try to push back. We just let, we cry if we need to cry. We get, we're not comparing ourselves. Um, I was supposed to leave for Cuba tomorrow and we were going to go down and work with some churches and church leaders on, on what it means to be healthy uh, so that, uh, and, and to work with them on emotional health. And I, I'm grieving the loss of not being able to go do that. Yeah. I've had other people talk about, like you said, high schoolers losing opportunities for graduation and trips and things all the way to people losing their life and losing loved ones. And there's right. so many things that hit us. It doesn't matter what it is. Dive into it. Feel, feel the emotion of it, but come up on the other side, take a deep breath, and keep living well out of the rhythms of life that we're establishing. And, and I think that's how we work to get through grief. We validate it. We go into the waves of it, um, and it helps us um, not just get through it, but get through it well. Yeah. This phrase has stuck out to me for years, and um, it's nothing new. It's just... It, it, but it's the concept of suffering well. Um, we're, we know that in this life we're going to encounter various trials and struggles and tribulations. I mean, Jesus let us know that, right? Um, yeah. But it's this concept of um, you, you use the term reanchoring. You know, um, I I constantly want to reanchor myself in the gospel. I want to reanchor myself in where my hope, like eternal hope, lies. And um, what it does for me is it's like, you know what, even if worst case scenario happens, like there's got to be a, there's got to be something, a hope that withstands the worst case scenario, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know of another hope, right, yeah. other than Jesus that supersedes Amen. and, and uh, uh, you know, causes us to be able to come up on the other side of that wave and and it not just be, uh, I'm waiting for the next wave to crash, you know, oh no, but like, there's a greater truth. There's a, there's someone that, that's got this and his name is Jesus. You know, Amen. we just celebrated at Easter, right? Uh, the resurrection, yep. what yep. that means for our life in every aspect. And so, um, you know, that's something that I, I, I kind of re-anchor myself in is, is just that truth of, of the gospel, you know? So, so in kind of, you know, kind of getting towards the end of this conversation, um, so what, what are some of the positive things you're seeing in this time? What are some wins that you're experiencing? When I see people validate their emotions, but continue to establish and move towards healthy rhythms of life, people realize the rhythms that I have right now, they don't have to be the rhythms that I had. I just yeah. need rhythms. I just need, and man, when you see people doing that, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I think people are moving to a kingdom perspective. Yeah which is amazing. It's not just about my world anymore. It's about seeing a larger sense of what God is doing in the earth and how does that impact me? But man, to see God and to seek him first, um, you know, the pandemic, the things that have happened, it's new to us. And certainly the globalization of this thing is a big deal. We've never seen this before, but, but outbreaks like this are not new in the earth. There was one in 1918 that I think dropped the, United States average life expectancy about 12 years. Wow. I mean, people have experienced these kind of hits before. And so we're, we're experiencing an opportunity to take a step back and go, God, you're the rock. Yep. You're the perspective. I think it's helping move people from a, a to a gratitude's perspective. I think that uh, when you think about gratitude, it's having an appreciation for the gift and the giver, but it's also having the ability to identify the available resources that you have and steward them. Hmm. 
Because what seasons like this do is they move us into an all or nothing mentality. And that all or nothing, either I have everything I need or I have nothing, moves us to a deficits mentality. I have nothing. And we step back from stewarding what we actually do have. So if you lost a job, for example, and I'm not minimizing this, but if you lost a job, um, maybe you know some people who own businesses who are hiring. Maybe it's an opportunity for you. If you've got a computer and an ability to do homework, you start re-researching job stuff. Those are resources you can take and steward. And God blesses that, man. Like we see in 2 Kings, the widow, she initially says she doesn't have any. She's got creditors coming to take her kids. And when Elisha says, what do you have? She says, nothing. But then she, there's a pause and it's like, well, I've got a little bit of, and I think she says oil, but mm-hmm. oil and flour, whatever. And then Elisha helps her see other things. As soon as she starts stewarding what she had, it became the source for her miracle. That's great. And so I'm seeing people shift into those perspectives. I'm seeing people learn how to wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. God, God is a God who loves the miracle of the process. Like the dry bones, for example, he could have snapped his fingers and they all been alive and rolling. But you, you hear the bones, I'm putting myself there, but the bones rattle, <laughs> yeah. the bones come together. Why walk through a process when you can do things immediately? I think yeah. God loves letting his children see the miracle of the process hmm. to worship him in the journey of it all. And so um, I think if we really know the Lord, we've waited on him. And there's a few, if, if we've got a, just two more minutes, yeah. I want to give you, there's five ways to wait well. Okay. One is we wait with a great expectation. Jesus went in the ground and got out three days later. There's a lot of things in our lives that are going into the ground right now. A lot. If that's you, think what is going into the ground right now. In Christ Jesus, whatever goes in the ground is coming out again. Yeah. And, and it's coming out transformed. It's coming out new. And so whatever it is that we're waiting for, we can trust with a great expectation that it's coming out of the, out of the ground again. We wait with worship and prayer. Worship is another way of re-anchoring. It's spiritual, but when we worship, we're declaring with our mouths, it's actually re-anchoring our thought life from the chaos of the moment to the greatness of God. And prayer isn't just about speaking to God, it's about learning how to hear and discern His voice in our lives. So we're declaring His goodness, which shifts our perspective, and our faith is being built because it says uh, hearing comes by faith and faith comes by the Word of God. The Word, there's rhema. It's the spoken Word. So it's coming alive in us, and it's birthing a faith in us as we wait. The third thing is we're building healthy rhythms of life. I've already talked about that. The fourth thing is we're, we steward what we have. So, so far, we're waiting well but with great expectation, worship and prayer. We build healthy rhythms. We steward what we have. And the fifth thing is we don't forget that the very reward himself is in the waiting. Hmm. Sometimes the things that we're waiting for become idols, And those things are amazing. They're fine, but we forget that God actually is present in the waiting. The reward himself is in the waiting. And so if we can seek him in the waiting of whatever it is we're waiting for, we're transformed through that process. So those are five really quick things for us to really wait well. And I think, you know, the positive things that are coming out of this, as I'm seeing people engage these opportunities, they are being transformed and it transforms how they see the world around them. So look, you know, as as we kind of close out, is there anything maybe that is, uh, you know, you've been thinking about and just something that maybe isn't related directly to something that we've said, but just kind of a closing thought, closing remarks about um, just the season that we're in and, and kind of how to, to go through it in a, in a, in a good way? What, what I would say is be sure you're asking the right questions mm-hmm. because the right questions is what, is what helps you get to the right answers. Um, what you seek first organizes the rest of your life. Mm. Seek first the kingdom, God's presence in your life, and his presence will organize every other need that we have. That's great. Well, look, uh, how about this? How about you, you, you mind closing out in prayer? You mind praying over us and, and uh, yeah, just asking God to. to do a work in us? Yes. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing. And I thank you, God, for all of uh, God that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and that you were with us in this moment. Lord, I pray for Pastor Jordan, his family, the church. Um, God, that there is a great sense of grace 
uh, in them to be who you called them to be and do what you've called them to do in this season. I pray that your presence is transforming them, God, uh, personally, but that's also impacting how they reach out to each other and how they reach out to people in their community, really all over the United States and all over the world. And we thank you for that. Uh, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We are so grateful for Dr. Andy taking the time out uh, to share with us uh, this week. We're actually, uh, we have some more video from Dr. Andy that we're going to be posting on our uh, social media this week that'll continue to give us some little helps and tips. You know, it's little things like what Dr. Andy shared with us today that that helped to refocus us, to get us back on track. It's so easy in life to to take on too much responsibility and, and find ourselves carrying a load that's maybe too heavy for us. And if you're like me, you end up finding yourself uh, deviating from a healthy lifestyle, deviating from uh, the, the correct course and find yourself maybe in the ditch. And it's in those moments that we realize, man, I got to get back on track. And today, Dr. Andy shared with us so many nuggets of, of help that can and really refocus us and give us course corrections, uh, little principles that really work um, and, and can help us really respond positively in the midst of crises. I, I tell you one thing that uh, I definitely gleaned from this message today is that we need each other. We need people in our lives. There are seasons in our lives where, you know, like this one where social distancing is, is all the talk. And, you know, we think sometimes, that, well, I just got to be by myself. And that's so not true. We need one another. We need each other's prayers and encouragement. We need to hear each other's voices. And so I want to encourage you to, to make sure that you're not isolating yourself. Make sure that you're connecting with people. Uh, we would love to connect with you here as a church. Uh, we have small groups that meet weekly. And you can find those here at northwood.church slash small groups where you can uh, peruse through our small groups, get connected with a leader, and then every week have a, a small community where you can um, you can talk to people, hear from people, hear other people's stories, and be encouraged by that. But also to be able to share your story. It's so important. Um, one of the things as believers that 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 we have is not just a hope in a distant land, in a distant time, in a distant place, but it's a hope for today. Jesus came to earth and he gave his life, died on a cross, not just so that we could go to heaven one day, and that is huge, and I can't wait, but it's also to give us victory in this life. And maybe you're out there, maybe you're, maybe you're wrestling with maybe some of the things that you heard today, or you're just wrestling with God, and you, you, you really have questions that are unanswered. You have situations, you have questions about your life that you're, you're still trying to figure out, um, we don't have to live this life just, just wondering. We can have direction. We can be anchored in something much bigger than ourselves. And, and as believers, we know that our anchor is Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. Jesus is more than, than just, a, uh, just a faraway God that looks down upon us. Jesus is near. And he draws us near to him. He He opens up this opportunity for us to have a personal relationship with him. You know, 27 years ago, I was lost and wondering, really not happy. And I was wrestling with what I was going to do with my life and so many other things. And, and, I, and I'm sure there are some of you watching today that that's your story as well, something like that. I came to an understanding that I was a sinner and I was far from God and I needed something I needed something, and that something was Jesus. 27 years ago, I, I bowed my knee to Christ. I prayed a simple prayer. I cried out to God, and he saved me. He came into my life, and he changed everything. And he will do the same for you today. If that's your story, if, you, if you're hungry, if you're looking, you don't know what this thing is, it's drawing you, <laughs> I can tell you it's God. He's drawing you into a relationship with him. And so I, I want to take a moment. Number one, if you're far from God, you don't know God. And what I'm saying right now is like, yeah, that's me. I want to say a prayer that uh, will help you connect with God. A prayer of repentance, a brokenness that says, God, I need you today. 
maybe you're here today and you don't feel God. He's, he seems so far away. Maybe you prayed a prayer years ago. Today, let's pray together and ask God to come into our lives. So would you join me right now? Father, right now, we humble ourselves before you. And we express our great need for Jesus. God, there, there are many watching here today. They're so far from you, or at least that's the way they feel. And today, Father, would you draw near to us? I pray for those that are distant, God, who are hungry. God, that today as they give their life to you, as they say yes to Jesus, that you would make yourself known to them. Come on, if that's you, just say this. Say, God, please forgive me for my sins. I turn from them today and I ask you to save me. I ask you to come live inside of me. I, I, I ask you to I ask you to save my life. Lord, I invite you to teach me to know you. Teach me to love you. Just tell him this. Say, God, I give you my whole life today and I receive all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you, if you prayed that prayer today, the Bible tells us that God is faithful to forgive us of our sins. Everything Jesus did on a cross, the resurrection, everything the Bible tells us about Jesus is for you, for this moment. If you prayed that prayer today, God is next to you. He's with you and he will guide you. He will steer you. He will lead you. He will help you to live this life and get ready for the next life. Come on, I wanna applaud you today if you prayed that prayer today. I will tell you this, we as a church would love to connect with you. Uh, we have a, a way of doing that. Uh, if After this service, if you prayed that prayer, if you'll take the time uh, to reach out to us, go to northwood.church slash next steps, and it'll guide you through this process. Um, and, and we'll be praying with you. We'll actually reach out to you. We'll help you with questions you may have about this new walk with Christ. We'll, we'll encourage you as you join the church of God, as you join this process that we are in as believers. So we encourage you to do that today. Also, I'd love if you would take a moment, if you prayed that prayer today, just say something in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, just say, hey, I prayed that prayer today. One of our pastors, one of our leaders will uh, be encouraging you there and praying with you. And so uh, take the time to do that today. Um, look, I, I want us to all pray as a church, but first what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to kind of, we're going to lean in a little bit here. We're going to, we're going to uh, sing a little bit of this song we sang earlier, Build My Life. And while we're in this song, if you've got a prayer need in your life, take the time, take a moment, just drop it in the, um, the request, uh, in the comment section. Drop your prayer request in the comment section right there on social media. And then we're gonna pray together as the church and, and believe God in faith that, that he's, gonna, he's gonna hear these prayers. And so take the time to do that as we lean into worship one more time. Come on, join us. Jesus 
church. Come on, let's pray together. Let's extend some faith today right there in your homes. Everybody from D.C. to California, from Canada to Mississippi, we join our prayer together right now, Father, in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for always hearing our prayers. And today we release some faith to believe, God, that that Christ is becoming more and more real to each one of us day by day. As we lean into you, Father, we're believing, God, that we're going to experience you in special ways, that miracles are going to happen in our lives. And because of our prayers, God, we're believing, God, that the church of Jesus, the church that we're a part of, is going to be expanded all over the place because of your faithfulness. God, we lean into our position of victory. Our lives are built on Jesus, on a firm foundation. We we operate from a position of victory, a solid foundation. And God, today we know that our lives are in Christ and we are victorious. We are walking in faith. We are displaying faith. And Father, we're believing for miracles to happen all around us. We pray today, Father, for healing in our minds, healing in our emotions, healing in our bodies. We pray for our spouses. We pray for our children. We pray for our families, Father, that each one of us would experience the goodness of God, would experience the truth of the Word of God as we live out our lives day to day, trusting in Jesus. Father, we pray specifically for healing for those that are sick who have who have reached out through this through this service today. Lord, we pray for Ryan. We pray for Ryan who is sick in his body, internal bleeding. We're praying right now that his body would begin to respond to the medicine, respond to the faith that is in this prayer right now. We pray for healing in Ryan's body. For Lewis in the ICU with uh, on a kidney dialysis, we pray for Lewis, Father, God, that you would touch his body and bring healing power that would be undeniable. We pray for our family members, our parents, our grandparents, our friends who are stricken with this COVID-19 virus. Father, in Jesus' name, come on somebody, in Jesus' name, we're praying for the healing power of heaven to fall on their bodies and, and produce a healing in their bodies, a wellness. God, we pray specifically for our friend Patrice McCraw today for the supernatural power of the cross the power of the stripes of Jesus to be hers and for healing to come to her body in Jesus' name. God, we pray for, for those uh, members of our body and those that are watching here today that maybe they're affected financially and maybe they're unemployed at this time or their jobs are on delay. God, that you would show yourself strong to these members, to these folks who are trusting in you. God, as we pray today that you would remind us that our help comes from you. And that, God, you are the provider of the believer. Father, we thank you, God, that you take care of every need in our lives. God, we pray for, for Bobby and for Kimberly, God, for, for healing in their bodies, for, for Bobby who is praying for their family and their friends. God, we join our prayers of faith for salvation to come to those that, that we're praying for. God, we also pray for those friends recently who are grieving the loss of a loved one. God, that you would bring comfort to those that mourn in our in our church body and those that are watching today, Father, that you would bring the peace of heaven that passes all of our understanding. And God, that we would continue to put our trust in you. Come on, if you've got a prayer request and, and, and you're reaching out right now to God, we join our prayer for the church. God, we join our prayers of faith together, Father, trusting in you with all that we are, trusting in you, trusting in you father god we thank you for hearing our prayers we thank you for 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 meeting us god and encouraging us and giving us the hope that we hold on to you are our anchor father we build our life on you in jesus name come on somebody we build our life on you we build our life on you in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. Come on. I, I'm going to tell you, we need each other. God created us to be communal. And some of you say, well, I just need one person. And maybe that's true. Some of us need lots of people, but we need each other. And the church is 
such an amazing community. And so I want to encourage you today, again, if you prayed that prayer earlier or if, if you're just really, you're, you're needing relationships, connect with us here at, at Northwood Church. And, and you may be viewing us from, from afar, um, but because of technology, because of the, the, the digital world that we live in, man, it brings us all together and we're able to, to see each other face to face over the internet and encourage one another. Join us each week, Northwood.Church, in our online services. Be willing to reach out and, and talk to us uh, through our Next Steps page that we referred to earlier, Northwood.Church slash Next Steps. Connect with us. Again, we'll be praying with you. But also, uh, our small groups, small groups are a huge part of what we do here, and it allows us the opportunity to, to really get to know one another and learn how to encourage one another and be encouraged by the body of Christ. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, and thank you for dropping your comments down in the links down at the bottom, uh, the comments down at the bottom. It allows us to pray with you. We're continuing to pray with you. Um, thanks for joining us today. Let me remind you too, we are, uh, we are continuing to reach out to our local community all across the greater Gulf Coast. And many of you are part of that. But if you want to be a part of that by giving to Northwood, of course, you can mail in um, uh, to the church here at 1421 O'Neill Road in Gulfport. But also jump online, northwood.church slash giving. And there's, it's really simple. And you're able to invest in what we're doing as a church throughout the greater Gulf Coast and touching many, many lives. Church, we love you. We're so glad you tuned in today. Have a blessed day in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.